Hello, welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, comment, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We would love to hear your ratings of the movies and shows we review. Email us your audio file to recappingpodcast at gmail.com and we'll play it during the show. Or DM us on Instagram and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Ashley. We're one years old. Like, know, oh right? my gosh. All we're missing is the cake. But yes, we made it. Lord, we made it. We made it. What a first year we've had. We've been able to grow our social media, our audience, countries around the world. Yes. We've been able to expand. We see you out here in Nigeria. Okay. <laughs> What a wonderful year. We were nominated for a Black Podcasting Award. We were in our first year, so we did not win. But congratulations to you, Ashley, for winning for Colorblind. Thank you so much. How exciting is that? It's amazing. Yes, my podcast, guys, that I do uh, produce for Cox Media Group called Colorblind Race Across Generations, one best news, informative podcast. It was amazing. Thank you so much to the hostess with the mostest, Vanessa Eccles, for all of your hard work for being such a consummate, amazing professional and doing a day of thing every week. So it was amazing. Yes. Thank you so much. But yes, we did not win this award. But guess what, guys? We're going to keep plugging away. And I guarantee you, we're going to be an award winning podcast as well. I know that's right. <laughs> quote, sweetie. <laughs> And with that said, Ashley, thank you. Let's get into some quick headlines. All right, so I am looking at cbssports.com. It states, Super Bowl 2022 halftime show. Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Dr. Dre, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar will headline. Um, this article also states the lineup boasts a combined 43 Grammy wins. Ashley, Super Bowl 56 is going to be held in Los Angeles, February of 2022. Uh, Jay-Z states that Dr. Dre, a musical visionary from Compton, Snoop Dogg, an icon from Long Beach, and Kendrick Lamar, a young musical pioneer in his own right, also from Compton, will take center field for a performance of a lifetime. And yeah, and then we have Eminem, which we all know is from the D, and then the <laughs> wonderful Mary J. Blige from New York. How do you feel about this lineup, Ashley? 
I wish I could say like, ah, I read it and I was super excited. I think it's interesting. I think it's definitely interesting. I get the whole LA tie. Um, Kendrick, you know, I'm sure will be amazing. Is Dr. Drake will have a new album out before this comes out? Probably not, but I'm sure he'll pull out some cuts. Does he need one though? He doesn't, but I'm saying, would this <laughs> not be a great time for the long-awaited next album to drop right before the Super Bowl? Sure, but no, he doesn't need it. He's a billionaire, but uh, it's an interesting mix. I will say that for sure. I'm curious to see how they do the sets, but my final thought was, so is the NFL just forgiven? Like, are we moving on from everything that has happened now because Jay-Z and Rock Nation have decided to, you know, curate these Super Bowl halftime shows now? Is, is everything copacetic, Delora? That's so funny, Ashley. Are these artists forgiven? Uh, Dr. Dre, the notorious um allegedly wife beater mm. not the current one but the past ones are girlfriends obviously I think Snoop Dogg has been forgiven because he's everybody's uncle but let's not forget Eminem's problematic ass okay so. <laughs> well in the world of hip-hop I definitely think that they all are I don't even know if forgiven is the word because I just don't feel like these scandals have followed them the way that it has for uh, some other artists the way it should follow them. I think mm. that's what you're trying mm. to say. <laughs> I'm choosing my words. I'm choosing my words. <laughs> <laughs> but Ashley, the first thing that I thought about was the censors are going to be busy that night. I, mean, <laughs> I actually had flashbacks of the great halftime show with the, you know, inf infamous nipple slip yeah with Janet Jackson and uh, Justin Timberlake and I say that because after that uh dynamic performance we had nothing but classic rock bands for many many years after <laughs> sprinkle in a little Gaga sprinkle in a little Katy Perry exactly quote-unquote safe artist no one's safe in this lineup so I just you know <laughs> very interesting well I don't think anybody's gonna rip off Mary J's top but again it's an interesting mix we'll see what happens I can't wait for her to do her little shuffle it's gonna be everything I want to just want to know what she's gonna wear and what her hair color is gonna be so we'll see oh <laughs> wonderful inquiries Ashley <laughs> <laughs> all right so our second quick headline this week and I'm reading this from billboard.com Lizzo faces backlash for posing with Chris Brown and calling him her, quote, favorite person. As we all know, there's the Millennium Tour going on starring Ashanti, Bow Wow, B2K, and more. And guess what? Chris Brown is part of that more. Lizzo, who is literally about our age, um, a millennial, was backstage getting her life okay and she wanted to take a picture with Chris Brown and in efforts to do that she told him that he was her favorite person in the world and someone caught that on on video Ashley it's it should just be safe to just assume you're on camera one way or another right at all times well, of course, Twitter had a lot to say about this video coming out. Uh, this one Twitter user 
stated, Chris Brown being your fave person is just really pathetic. But 90% of y'all's faves, including mine's, have worked with that man. So don't act brand new with Lizzo. There's another one that said, people wanting an apology from Lizzo to Rihanna for taking picture with Chris Brown. And they have a video of Rihanna promoting her Fenty beauty line, particularly the lip balms playing Chris Brown's music. So Ashley, is this a big deal or no? <laughs> I, I felt confused because the, the part that somebody said about he's been releasing music with your faves, like facts. Like I just, yeah. you know, is it because she's a woman? Is it because she's a black woman? You talk about, again, you talk about Dr. Dre and Manel, like Chris Brown obviously has a problematic history, but it seems that the masses for the most part have at least moved on to still want to listen to his music. So mm -hmm. for Lizzo to fan out backstage about it, it's not a story to me. I didn't understand it. I didn't get the big deal, but that's just me. What about you? Does the internet not understand flattery? Like... Of course, you're going to butter up somebody you're trying to get a picture with. You know what I mean? And especially with people with egos as big as musicians <laughs> and actors. I just. I How many of y'all are still listening to Michael? How many of y'all are still out here exactly. talking about, well, I'm still going to play Step in the Name of Love at the barbecue? I'm just saying, this is why I'm trying to choose my words carefully in the headliner talk because. <laughs> You know, y'all know everybody got them artists. Y'all claim, oh, I don't listen to their music anymore. I guarantee you when they come on the radio, you're still singing that song now. So, uh, eh, let it go. It, it really was not that big of a deal to me. And I'm just going to say this. You know, Rihanna has forgiven him. She got back together I mean, with him. Briefly. She got back together with him. They have released music together. Someone did say this well. Actually, it was Nina Parker from Daily Pop. She said that people who are people who are triggered by him do not have to forgive him. And you know, even Facts. though Rihanna, who was abused by him, has forgiven him, if if you don't want to forgive him, you don't have to. But you know, it's just one of those things where nobody is excusing really, what he did. He's not exactly. even excusing what he did. So. Exactly. So at this point, just use your own discretion, please. All right. So let's get into these hot topics, Ashley. And again, we do not promote domestic violence we of any not. kind on this podcast. Thank you for that, Ashley. Ashley, it is time to talk about the great social media blackout that happened on October 4th, 2021. Our podcast birthday, by the way. <laughs> so on Monday, Facebook suffered an outage that lasted six hours. Businesses suffered along with it. The platform and its Instagram and WhatsApp siblings play key roles in commerce and some companies relying on Facebook's network instead of their own websites. I'm reading this from NPR article called Why Facebook and Instagram Went Down for Hours on Monday. 
So Ashley, ultimately Facebook blame, blame the outage on um, some issues with their server. I wanna say that it's interesting that their server went down the way it did literally the day after the 60 minute interview with the Facebook whistleblower. Um, looking now at CNN Business, she testified in front of Congress actually uh, today, but on Monday, the, the much anticipated report came out revealing that Facebook has been receiving a lot of criticism for not monitoring their platform in a way to keep people safe. More specifically, in regards to the increase of hate speech, hate crimes, things along those lines. So during the election, they did that, but guess what? They stopped it according to this whistleblower as soon as the election was over. And she essentially said that Facebook benefits from negative posts more than happy ones. Ashley, were you affected by this outage? I'm not. I did think about those who work-wise have to use it because we in my company do use it for work reasons as well as, you know, obviously it being our anniversary and wanting to post something about that. But otherwise, I have to be completely honest with you. I felt relieved. It was kind of like, oh, that doesn't exist at the moment. It was almost like a sense of pressure or something being removed that really? platforms are not available to even be looked mm. at or be consumed. So I saw like certain people posting like, oh, now I know I'm addicted, right? Because it's down and I'm feeling that withdrawal. For me, it was literally the complete opposite. Now, you, like you say, it was only six hours. If this had been days, maybe we'd be having a different conversation because, you know, again, we do utilize it. And I think it's great for promotional purposes and business purposes and things like that. But on, for my day-to-day, -day, you know, I don't, I don't love social media. So relief, relief was a big feeling for me. What about for you? I felt addicted and <laughs> primarily because I was trying to post our happy birthday phone. Okay? <laughs> and at first I thought it was just my phone because anyone who's an Apple user knows whenever a new Apple phone is going to come out, there's going to be some glitches, right? So I am well overdue for a new phone. So I was thinking, oh my goodness, my phone is acting up. And it, it took me going to Twitter, <laughs> okay, to realize, oh no. Facebook and Instagram are down. So Ashley, I also thought about this, right? The monopoly of it all. Mm -hmm. Honestly, Facebook, whenever they are threatened, they either buy them out or like smash their competition, right? Right. Facebook holds my favorite social media app, Instagram, right? Yeah. Um, and I could live without Facebook, but Instagram, I love me some Instagram. You know what I mean? And WhatsApp is really valuable to me in terms of when I've traveled internationally, being able to stay in touch with people. It has yes. been a lifesaver. And then also because huh, I am an Android user uh, still at the moment, 
you know, for the iPhone, Android, love, you know, it just doesn't exist. So WhatsApp is great to be able to get some, some imagery, some videos, some different things. So um, I definitely understand that we rely on these things heavily, but man, six hours was nice. It was a nice little vacation. Sure, sure, <laughs> Ashley. I just... You know, I was very suspicious on why it went down the way it did. So who knows if they were doing some cleanup? Well, the suspicion part is very valid. And Mark Zuckerberg's statements haven't really helped in his general um, attitude. Have you seen videos of him talk? It's like, does he have a soul? Like, I don't understand. Whoa, whoa. (laughs) He's very robotic. He's very like... Well, he's he's a tech guy. He... Well, I shouldn't say that because, you know, Steve Jobs, some people were very charismatic, so I shouldn't yes. say that, but, but I, I just think that. Zero charisma, or I'm sorry, as much charisma as it is in Toast, right? So that's about it. <laughs> more, more of a programmer side, no offense, mom, you know, um, <laughs> I know you're a computer programmer, but yeah, I just, I, I feel like the, the side of it of concern and wondering what the real culprit was is absolutely valid and I'm curious to see what happens moving forward because now you know Congress wants to speak to him and there's just a lot that could potentially happen with this so he stays in Washington I hope he buys a house there (laughs) because well you know boohoo losing six billion right you still worth 121 so you'll be fine exactly he'll be fine oh someone on Twitter had me cracking up they're like where did that money go? Is any of this real? My thoughts exactly. <laughs> like, did his accountant even make a call? I doubt it, right? I doubt it. I mean, if anything, you know, stocks were sold, if anything. But yeah. <laughs> and I just get half of a half. Like, that's all I need. We'll be good. Girl. Girl. <laughs> that part, that part. All right, Ashley. So we didn't get a chance to talk about the second hot topic last week but it has been buzzing for a couple of weeks now i'm reading this headline from entertainment weekly ellen pompeo says she and the great denzel washington went at it quote unquote when he directed gray's anatomy so ellen decided to tell Patrick Dempsey on her podcast called Tell Me with Ellen Pompeo that she has some type of epic fight between Denzel in the episode her character Meredith Grey was asked to listen to an apology from a man who seriously injured her leaving her jaw broken okay and in the scene the guy was speaking softly and not looking at her she then tells the actor look at me look at me when you're apologizing to me and Denzel was like hold up hold up hold up hold up right (laughs) (laughs) she said Denzel quote went ham on my ass she continued by saying he was like I'm the director don't tell him what to do. And I was like, listen, mother effort, this is my show. This is my set. Who are you telling? Like, you barely know where the bathroom is. And I have the utmost respect for him as an actor, as a director, as everything. But 
like, yo, we went at it one day. She concludes the story basically saying that when the great Paulina shows up to set, she tells on him like he's a toddler in preschool. <laughs> oh, I missed that part of the story. <laughs> this is what Ellen said. I was like, yeah, he yelled at me today. Yeah, he let me have it today. And I'm not okay with him. And I'm not looking at him. And I'm not talking to him, Pompeo said. So we didn't get through it without a fight. But you know, that's actors for you. Passionate and theory. And that's where you get the magic. And that's where you get the good stuff. So it was an amazing experience. It really was. Ashley, has Ellen lost her ever-loving mind? <laughs> I appreciate the context around the scene itself because I, I wasn't aware of the uh, intensity of the particular scene because I don't watch Grey's. Mm -hmm. So that mm -hmm. helps to know that at least the characters are supposed to be in like a heightened state, which makes a little more, more sense to me as to why maybe she was, you know, upset. But when this story came out and I read it, I barely had any reaction at all because in my mind, it's like, no offense, Ellen Pompeo, but this is Denzel Washington. Like, I doubt Denzel even, this was a blip on his radar. Like, I, I doubt he possibly remembers this. And if he did, it was probably vague because Denzel Washington is a superstar. He is a movie star, ma'am. And I find another it, Oscar for his portrayal of Macbeth coming up very soon. <laughs> I just find it comical to think that that you felt that you felt it within you to speak to him this way. I get it. The dynamics on the set, yes, Grey's Anatomy is based is based around your character. You've been on the show now for how many seasons? Still are eighteen. You're alive, and I've been there the whole entire time. But. <laughs> But I just can't imagine speaking to him like that. And granted, yes, I don't feel like he necessarily should have, the way that the story is portrayed, spoken to her mm -hmm. like that either. But I'm not an actor, director. I don't work on these sets to know I what those exchanges are like. I don't think he called her a mother like. I, mean, I highly doubt that. Clearly, clearly not. He, he may have gotten a little feisty, but she took it to the next level for sure. But again, I just felt like it was funny to retell this story because Denzel probably would never retell the story. Why? It's not relevant to him. Never. But nice that you felt like that you had a story to share about someone of that caliber, Ellen. <laughs> Good for you, I guess. So this is what I have to say about this situation. Ellen, we were rooting for you. We were all rooting for you, okay? <laughs> like she is down for the cause 99% of the time, right? She married a black man. She has brown children. She said, I, I feel mean, more comfortable around black people. That's what she said <laughs> once. I feel more comfortable around black people. <laughs> but that does not give you a pass to be disrespecting grown men at the workplace. Yeah. And on top of that, we're talking Denzel Washington. That's what I'm saying. Black, like, black Hollywood royalty, royalty, general Hollywood royalty. That's what and I'm saying. Outside of blackness, he he's he's like he's like OJ. It's like I'm not black. But see, Denzel, Denzel would never say that bullshit. Though he That's, would never say that. 
But you understand yeah, what I'm trying is. to say. And Denzel said, I'm not an actor, I'm a human being. So listen, yes. he was trying to relate to you on a very yes. human level. I'm talking shit now, yes. y'all don't listen to me. <laughs> no, but there are a handful of our Black actors who've been able to transcend that way. We're talking Will Smith, we're yeah. talking Denzel, yes. we're talking Michael Jackson, we're talking, you understand what I'm trying to say? Yes, Beyonce. Michael Jordan, yes. Yes, so it was just so she could have kept this story this was real locker room talk that nobody really needed to hear i'm okay. telling you it's because who, who who has a story like this to tell about us like superstars like even if it's bad sometimes people just tell these stories because when else are you going to have a story of this caliber like when and you have a podcast now you know podcast people just share their whole souls and they she sure was do. comfortable she was a little too and they're trying to and they're trying to get people to listen you know yeah. and i'm sure she's going to tell you know, behind baseball stories and all that, but do you feel like it's going to be Shonda's job to have a combo with her after this and say, sis? Well, you do know Shonda ain't a part of her show no more, so she might get paid they for probably the still content. They probably still friends though to be like Ellen. Ellen. Chill. Well, I didn't want to have to go here, Ashley, but it is out here in these internet streets and interviews that Ellen... Uh, Viola Davis, Kerry Washington, and Chanda all did together for Entertainment Weekly, I believe. And it's an interaction between Viola and Ellen and Viola talking about the colorism and how that's affected her career through these years. And Ellen goes on to say, oh, well, you don't need to worry about that. You don't have to worry about, you know, people's small-mindedness. And, and Viola said that she doesn't have that luxury to do that. Helen goes and cries off set because I guess Viola told her flat out like, okay, that's not my story. I appreciate this advice, but on to me answering this question. Viola and Shonda continue the interview and Ellen cries, leaves, and then comes back because nobody followed her. Yes. So it's out here in these internet streets and I'm just like, her situation keeps showing up every now and then um i'm trying to be real nice and you know where i'm trying to say ashley but uh yeah it it must be innate anyway (laughs) Alan, we don't need these stories because you are married to a black man does not give you a pass this was disrespectful this isn't even cool it was just unnecessary and now grace has suffered low ratings in their premiere week first time like ever because mm. people were not with the bullshit she must want the show to end and mind you guess who brought Denzel in for Ellen the great Debbie Allen who's a producer of the show right. Debbie okay because the conversation the reason why this had happened specifically with Patrick was because Ellen didn't see why she needed to stay after he left and Debbie, being an executive producer, was like, let me bring in this caliber of star who has experience, because he's not only an award-winning actor, but he's a director, producer, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Let him, F, let's let him direct an episode. So he came in as a favor, and I'm sure he was like, what is up with the bullshit? Like, <laughs> Again, not even a blip on his radar. Denzel probably heard this came out. He was like, oh, she's silly. <laughs> anyway yeah 
now it's time for a quick microdose. All right, Ashley, we're going to keep it cute and sweet this week on Dancing with the Stars was Britney week. The stars dance to Britney's famous hits. Was it everything you were looking for and anticipated or did it leave you wanting more? Um, I think song-wise, it gave me everything I wanted. Because remember last week I said mm -hmm. that I really wanted I'm a Slave for You and I wanted Oops, I Did It Again. And those were mm -hmm. performed. Now, I did not enjoy the cover of I'm Girl. a Slave for You that the band did. I'm sorry. I know y'all did your best, Work but I was, not, yes. I was not a fan. Um, but it was surface, actually. They got stuck in my head. I think that was one of your requests. Like, yes. there, there's only two types of people in the world, the ones that entertain and the ones that observe. Well, baby, I'm going to put on a show kind of girl. That has lived yes. rent-free in my mind for days. <laughs> um, but the show itself, I, I enjoyed as usual. I'm glad Cody wasn't eliminated, uh, mm -hmm. like we texted about, because I think him and Cheryl, even though they were isolated due to COVID, they still put mm -hmm. on a very impressive virtual performance. So I think it was a good night what about you I thought it was a good night but I'm not gonna lie as you mentioned some of the covers were a little rough like it didn't give me the the oomph that I know these songs have yeah um and honestly I feel like some of the songs were slowed down which happens on Dancing with the Stars because obviously people are dancing to them mm -hmm. uh but you know Brittany is such a part of like our lives <laughs> our growing up like yeah. a major part and I'm like this really has the box she like, did I mean even some of the faves that I just don't think about on a regular basis like drive me crazy I was so <laughs> glad that it got included and some of the so when I talked last week about knowing a lot of her dis discography I still know most of it from earlier in her career you know what I mean not necessarily in the last maybe five to ten years so I forget about some of the songs that she's had even more recently that I've enjoyed so you know, it's Britney, bitch. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Absolutely. How how did you enjoy Tyra's looks this week? Because she's obviously going for, you know, the commentary at this point. is It's kind of obvious. <laughs> <laughs> well, when we had the I'm a slave for you dress, we text about that. I didn't prefer it. Um, I thought it was very costumey. Um, it looked cheap. Yeah, it looked cheap. It was not. It was not her best. But then again, to your point, if the point is just supposed to be to pay homage and to put on a few looks, then I guess she accomplished that. But you know, there there's work, there's improvement that I feel like could 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 happen. Uh, next week is Disney week, so we'll see what she, mm -hmm. what she wears. Last question, Ashley. Who was your favorite? Your favorite dance of the night. That is a good question. It probably was the Miz and his partner, just because it was to Oops, I Did It Again. With me. With Thank me. you. Yes. And it was great energy. But I also have to say, I love Melora and Artem because Melora was feeling like she was not doing well. And we both talked mm -hmm. about how graceful and beautiful she mm -hmm. has been as a dancer. So I was That's a rooting. strategy, I feel like. You feel like I, the, the upsetness yes that's a strategy sometimes like oh my goodness I'm a top performer but I am so hard on myself and these dances are so hard and then you come out and dance your ass off yeah, yeah. I think it's staged sometimes well she fooled me because I was like oh Melora yes let's get mm -hmm. these scores so yes. um 
I think I very much enjoyed them. But again, overall, I can't think of a performance that I did not really like. I know SUNY was a little bit off this week in terms of some things. But overall, mm-hmm. again, I enjoyed the entire episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, I enjoyed the episode for the most part. And my favorite dance actually goes to Kenya. I'm surprised by that. But I'm really impressed with her. I guess my expectations were pretty low. So that's why I've, I've been enjoying her. <laughs> All right, Ashley, what a fun hot topics this week. Are you excited for next week's recap? Absolutely. Um, excited. What are we recapping? Excited. I, I should rephrase. Absolutely. I'm excited because <laughs> I'm always excited for recaps, but this one is going to be interesting. Guys, we're doing Nine Perfect Strangers on Hulu. Just wrapped its eight episode run. Check it out if you haven't already and join us for a interesting recap. We'll see you then. Bye.